excited about our, what our children are doing in youth music and it's just great for them to be able to present to you just a piece of that. I know that they have a program that's upcoming and so just be looking for that in our announcements before, uh, before we go into summer break. So how are you this morning? Yeah? Really? Well, this morning, the scriptures command us to shout joyfully to the Lord. So we're going to begin. Let's stand together, please. You made Psalm 150, ready? Ready? 
a moment to bow our hearts and our minds before the great creator. Father, when we see and comprehend all that you've done, our minds are boggled, and yet there's even more. Father, we pray for that time when we will see you face to face and we will be with you in eternity and you, you will reveal all things to us. So Father, we pause. May you be the object of our time this next hour. From heart to voice to mind. And may your word speak to us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm grateful that you are joining us this morning. Um, I can't think of a better way to start off the week and start off Sunday with hearing our children singing and our choir and orchestra. We are so blessed um, by all of the talent that is here at Anastasia Church. If this is your first time here, um, I want to encourage you to stop by our welcome desk. We have a gift just for you. Um, so stop on by, let us know that you're visiting, where you're from. Or if talking to someone seems overwhelming, we have a text number that you can um, text 904-441-6900 and you can text the word connect there. That's also a great way to send any prayer requests that you may have. Our staff prays over those each and every week. So thank you for entrusting us um, with your prayers and what's going on in your life. A few things that we have happening here at Anastasia Church. You probably received an invitation just like this in your bulletin. We are so excited to be celebrating Resurrection Sunday in just a couple of weeks. And I want to encourage you to take these home and pray over them. Grab a few extras, invite your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers. Um, we have a reason to celebrate this Resurrection Sunday. And there is a world out there that does not have the same hope that we do. So I wanna encourage you to invite your friends, the people that you come across so that they can be a part of the celebration. They can know the joy that we have. Also, for those of y'all that are 55 and better, our next senior adult luncheon is happening on April 3rd. Hopefully you will be able to attend and be a part of that special time. And last but not least, we have, um, I forgot the last one. Do you know what it is? Oh, life groups. I don't know how I forgot life groups. Um, one of our core values at Anastasia Church is that every person is important. And one of the ways we demonstrate that is through life groups. Life groups are so much more than a Bible study. They're about connecting to other people, other believers, being a part of community. And I wanna encourage you that if you're not already a part of a life group, to get connected to meet other believers, to have that time together in the word and praying for one another. I know when my family started coming to Anastasia Church, our life group was so important and is still so important through good times our family has had and bad times, our life group has shown up every single time. So I don't know how I could forget about life groups, they're so important. Thank y'all so much, and Lewis is gonna come up next. Well, good morning, church. Good morning. So good to see you here on site and online this morning. And to give you an update, it's only been six short months since we had a celebration of our groundbreaking for our new family center and our new rec center that's being 
built right here behind us. And uh, if you'll give me the screen up there now, you'll see how much progress that we're making in our construction, but you'll also see that we still have a long ways to go in order to cross the finish line. Similarly, financially, if you'll give me the next, we'll see we've made much progress in meeting our goal of 8.2 million that we're trying to have before we occupy these two new facilities. And uh, that means we're about 2.6 million short today, but we know that God will be faithful in helping us cross the finish line here as well. And I just want to say that these are not somebody's buildings. These are everybody's buildings and helping us fulfill the mission that God's put on us here at Anastasia Church to reach our families and our community for Christ with the good news of the life-changing truth of Jesus Christ. So it's about not equal amount of giving, but it's better, it's equal sacrifice. It's what we're all about to participate. So we'll get there, I promise you, if everybody will participate. And it might look like for you that you might be able to sacrifice maybe one of your iced coffees for a week for the next year. You know, those things that cost about 11 or $13, and it takes you about 12 minutes to get it. And or maybe one or two dinners. If you're going out, maybe give one dinner a week and give that to the Four Generations to Come Faith Campaign, helping us to reach our goal. Those are just some of the ideas. But you and the Lord, you pray about it, and he'll lay it on your heart how you can come along and be a part of this and sacrificially giving. We do have offering envelopes, but we also have, if you look up there, that's a new QR uh, code. That's our new offering plates in the 21st century. And if you can take your phone out, if you want to do that, you can open up your camera and click on that and scan it. It'll go right directly, and you can do that weekly. And we just thank you for what you've done faithfully and what God will continue to do. God bless you, church. Yeah.
lot of folks think it's a little bit awkward of a song because it sounds like we're challenging God. Well, he never failed me yet. Like you're expecting or waiting for him to. It's a rhetorical question. God's not going to fail. It's against his nature. He can't fail. And ultimately, that's the point. Let's stand together, please. God's faithfulness is recorded in his word, and that's where we want to sing and park ourselves a little bit is on the word of God.
have some selected scriptures I'd like for you to read together. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Everybody together. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. I will delight in your statutes. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. How can a young man keep his way by keeping your word? Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all of their hearts. service. Just a little bit, just a little bit off. But it was fun. It was great, great, great time. Now, this is your opportunity. Find someone you don't know. Find someone you don't know. You're allowed to cross aisles, by the way. There's, yeah, there's real estate there that you can change. Welcome them here this morning and tell them, remind them that you are standing on the promises of God this morning. Yeah.
take a special moment to recognize someone very special in the life of our church before we start the sermon. This is Judy Trippy. Judy runs our women's ministry here and has so faithfully for 10 years. And so we want to honor her and celebrate her. Judy has been here, um, her and her husband and family, for more than about 20 years, right? And so uh, before serving in an official capacity at Anastasia in a women's ministry, she has served many years prior to that. So, Judy, we're so grateful for you. I am so grateful for you and all you do for our women's ministry. And uh, so we have a plaque that we're going to give her. It says, Love Anchors All. And then our staff has, has signed on the back different words of encouragement and uh, inspired, bold leader, inspirational, uh, fantastic leader. I mean, it's just filled on the back with words of encouragement for her as well as a gift on behalf of our church. And so, Judy, we're so grateful for you. I'm going to give you this plaque. Can we give Judy a round of applause? And thank you for her. I just want to thank, I just want to thank all of you. Um, I want to thank the staff and the ministry here at Anastasia that women's ministry has gone on since 2003 and we continue strong. So I just praise uh, our God for that. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Well, good morning again. Thank you for being here this morning. If you're watching us online, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we're continuing in our series going through the latter part of the Gospel of John. And this morning's message is entitled, Set Apart. Because as we lead up uh, to Christ's crucifixion, uh, Jesus' high priestly prayer that he prayed was that we as a set apart and chosen people uh, would be uh, really used and sent into the world by God. And so I want to talk a little bit about set apart this morning. Uh, but before I do, you know, for us, a day that we are often set apart is our birthday, right? We get set apart, we get blessed, we get encouraged, sometimes we eat cake, right? And so I wonder, does anybody have a birthday coming up this week? I will not embarrass you, I promise. Too bad. Um, anybody have a birthday coming up this week? Last week, okay. Today? Yet to, oh, I'm hearing different, different stories. Yesterday. It was yesterday? Okay, all right. Anybody have a birthday coming up, like this week? In the next two weeks, maybe? Okay, Dave, I see you in the back. Anybody else have one? Wh when is your birthday? Tuesday. Dave, when's your birthday? The seventh. Okay, when's your birthday? April 4th. Okay, so I think yours is the closest, being that it is Tuesday. So uh, I have a little something for you here. That you should be celebrated on your birthday. I would have got you a cake, but some people frown on eating cake before 11 o'clock. So I got you cake in form of donuts. Happy birthday. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy birthday. Didn't know you were going to get it. Our birthdays are usually a day that we get to be set apart, right? We get to be blessed and we get to be encouraged and, and hopefully have cake or donuts. And uh, if you're my daughter, you get to be celebrated the whole month of her birthday. I don't know how that works. Uh, but those are times when we are set apart in life. But Jesus is talking to his disciples in John 17, and he is saying that we who have put our faith and trust in Jesus are a set-apart and chosen people. And we're not just a set-apart people for a day or a week or a month or a year. We're a set-apart and chosen people all the days of this earth that we live in all the days of eternity. And as a part of being a set-apart people, Jesus prays specifically as we look at John 17 that there are some, uh, some certain gifts and attributes that he has bestowed upon us as a set-apart people. So I want to encourage you, if you have your Bibles this morning, to turn to John chapter 17. 
And we're going to look at verse starting in verse 11. And so if you'll turn your Bibles, and if you're able to this morning, uh, to please stand in the honor of the reading of God's word. John chapter 17, starting in verse 11. Jesus says, And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one. While I was with them, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of these have been lost except the son of destruction, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Verse 13, but now I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I would have given them your word, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of this world, just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so have I sent them in the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they may be sanctified in truth. Verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who would believe in me through their word, that they may be all one, just as the Father, you are in me, and I in you but they would also be in us. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated this morning. Jesus' high priestly prayer, one of the last prayers he voiced before being arrested and crucified was that we would be a set-apart people. And that as being set apart, that we would be set apart for a purpose and a mission for God. But as a people who are chosen for God and for his glory and for his kingdom, Jesus wants us to know and understand that he has paved a way for us to be set apart. And he prayed for it earnestly before the Father. And there's some things in his prayer that he reveals that as a set apart people, some privileges that we have. And so I want to point those out this morning. The first thing that you can write down is being set apart in Christ means that we are spiritually guarded. Spiritually guarded. Jesus referred to his disciples as, I have guarded them. And not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction. And, and just a little while later, he says, I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. See, Jesus knew that the minute his disciples, or you and me, chose to seek after him wholeheartedly, that the enemy would try to attack. And the way that he would try to attack us is he would try to Rob, steal, and destroy us of our joy and our purpose and our mission in the Lord Jesus. We know even in Jesus' life and ministry, as he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, what the enemy tried to tempt him. He tried to persuade him not to go through with the mission for which the Father had sent him. And I would say in the same way that the enemy seeks to attack us. And how, how does the enemy attack us? <laughs> he tries to make us feel defeated. He tries to make us feel anxious. Or maybe not good enough to be loved by God. Not good enough to be used by God. And I would say even right as we are gathering here this morning, there are some of you who are under attack. The enemy is trying to rob steal, kill, and destroy the joy and the purpose that God has called for you in your life and that he went to the cross so that you may have. But here's the good news, my friends. 
Deuteronomy 20, uh, chapter 20, verse 4 says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you the victory. See, we, we serve a God who fights on our behalf. Seeing in our own, of our own ability, we're not able to overcome the attacks of the enemy, but with the strength of the Lord who is with us and goes before us and goes ahead of us, we can have and we can know victory in Christ. He goes ahead of us to fight our battles. Some of us need to be reminded of that this morning because I believe this morning that our God is fighting on our behalf. He is fighting the battles, though the enemy is trying to steal, kill, and destroy our thought life to make us feel not good enough or not worthy enough. I believe that that he's fighting off and fighting for our marriages this morning, today. I believe that he is fighting for our children as parents. I believe that he is fighting for us. And his word and his scripture reminds us that not only are we in the spiritual battle, but the Lord our God has not left us empty-handed. He has given us the armor of God, the spiritual armor, that we may fight off the attacks of the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says this, Finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the, against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And he says this in verse 13, Therefore put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may stand your ground. He would go on further to say that we need to put on the helmet of salvation or the the belt of truth. In other words, he's given us tools and resources through the power of his spirit or the power of his word that as the enemy attacks us, we have the ability to defend his attacks in power through the name of Jesus. See, being set apart, being the chosen people whom God wants to use the instruments means that the enemy is going to try to attack us. But Jesus prayed earnestly that the Father in heaven would protect us against the attacks of the enemy. And he has resourced us and he has equipped us to do so. As a set-apart people, we need to be fighting against the attacks of the enemy, allowing the Lord to work in us. And we need to be daily seeking his word and prayer and seeking after him. So that when, not if, the enemy comes to attack, that we are ready and able to defend him. Not only as a chosen people in Christ are we guarded in our faith, but secondly, you can write down, we are fulfilled in purpose and joy. Jesus said this, he says, but now I'm coming to you and these things I speak to you in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. You know, joy was something that in the last few chapters as we've been going through the Gospel of John that came up multiple times. And you can remember, as as I talked about, when things come up repeatedly in scriptures, it means pay attention, right? Just as any good teacher knows that if you want your kids to learn something, you got to say it more than once, right? Jesus is saying it multiple times so that we understand and we perceive what he's saying. Jesus knows that within our lives, we long for purpose and joy. We long for it. I would say from the day that we start... Uh, take our first breath on, in earth, on, on this life, that we long to have joy and purpose fulfilled in our life. 
And if you're like me, I, I sought to find that joy and purpose in a lot of other things other than Christ before I came to Him. Only to find out that nothing or no one is going to fill that empty void in my life other than Christ Jesus. But Jesus is praying for his disciples that their joy may be full. We talked about this idea that only when we are serving the Lord, only when we are seeking him and finding purpose in him, can we experience the fullness of joy in life. Uh, you know, as I was thinking about that need that we have in our life and that desire to find purpose and joy, I was thinking recently, uh, over the last two years, my kids have been begging, pleading, bargaining, doing whatever they can for to convince uh, my wife and I to get them a puppy. I mean, whatever they can do. They've been bribing me. Whatever we can do to try to get a puppy. And even at night when my daughter goes to say her prayers, you know what she prays for? A puppy. That's, that's, that's just wrong, right? So we've been doing whatever we can to try to fight this off. We've been taking them to friends' house and letting them play with their dogs. We've been getting them stuffed animals. We've been doing whatever we can to try to convince them not to get a puppy. But I guess the prayers worked. Because <laughs> this Wednesday, it's a surprise. Don't say anything. We're going to be picking up this puppy. I hope I can trust you, by the way, right? <laughs> You who are watching online, I'm trusting you guys till Wednesday not to let it out of the bag, right? But whatever we did, nothing would fill the void for the desire for them to have a puppy, and, and here we are. Pray for us. <laughs> you know, for us in life, we desire to have purpose, we desire to have joy. Can I tell you, nothing's going to fulfill that void in our life other than Christ Jesus. No one other than Christ Jesus and living in relationship with him. Jesus said in chapter 15, and we looked at this, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Jesus is saying as a set-apart people, we will know purpose and therefore we will know joy when we serve him. See, our, our purpose is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then also likely to, or, or like that, is to love others. And see, when we do these things, there's a traverse effect on our life that when we know our purpose and we live out our purpose, we experience immense joy in our life. But it means that we are called to live a set-apart life for Christ. See, the greatest joy in life is not to live for the world or even for ourselves. The greatest joy that we have in life is to live fully for the Lord Jesus. He's called us to live that life, and we, the privilege that we have to walk with him is that when we do live that life, our purpose and joy are complete. Third thing that you can write down this morning is that a set-apart life in Christ means that we are sanctified in the truth. Jesus said, sanctify them in the truth. And he said this, your word is truth. So in other words, sanctify them in the word of your truth, or the truth of your word. You know, sanctify is, is, is a really uh, deep and meaningful word. Sanctify means to be made more like God. It means to become like Christ in our thoughts and our actions and deeds. Lastly, it means that, that we are not to be common, that we are not common. That means that we are different from the word or world. We are sanctified and made different, a set-apart people. 
But there's something important to notice that uh, sanctification is not the same as being made righteous or justified. See, when we put our faith in Christ, we are made righteous by Christ's sacrifice. Therefore, we are justified. In, In righteousness, we understand that there's this beautiful exchange that happens. My brokenness and my sinfulness is exchanged for Christ's righteousness. See, when he went on the cross, he bore our brokenness and our sin so that we would not have to bear it. But in exchange for that, when we put our faith and trust in him, he gives us righteousness. But in other words, when we have faith and trust in Christ, we are complete. We are made full. There is nothing we are lacking before the Lord our God. We are Christ's righteousness. We are complete. The work that he has done in our life is full, but... There's this thing called sanctification that happens in our life. And sanctification is the process of making us in our thoughts, our actions, our words, and our deeds more like Christ. And a part of that sanctification process is so that we will withstand the challenges and the trials that we face on this earth. But also sanctification is that we might be a light unto the world around us. And that's what Jesus was praying, that that we would be sent out to be a testimony of the work of the Lord. I think of it a lot like this. If, if you've ever seen a, a finished carpenter who is building and piecing together, maybe it's a chair, maybe it's a table or a desk, but he has all these pieces that he's cutting and, and sanding down and fabricating just to fit in a right way so that it assembles together so it's a complete project. And maybe he's building a, this, this desk and he's cut all the pieces and he's sanded it all down and it is complete work when he's finished with it, right? You could use it. If it was a desk, you could sit at it and work at it. And there is nothing it is lacking. But I see many finished carpenters go a step ahead. And what they do is they put a finish on it. And they will take oils or minerals and they will coat that wood so it shines. And it looks flawless in every aspect. And you can see the real beauty of the craftsmanship and the work. You could have used the desk without any of that on it. But when you put that oil and minerals on it, it makes it shine. And not only that, it helps it to make it stronger to withstand the age of time. It protects it. I see something very similar happening to us when we allow God's word to speak truth over us. When we dive into God's word, when we're seeking him, he is sanctifying us. We were a complete work, but he is helping us to be a testimony, a light in the darkness, to shine for him. But he's also helping us and giving us instructions so that we might weather the storms of this life. I love that we read and quoted this earlier. What Psalms 119, 103, verse 105 says. It says, how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, I get understanding. In other words, through your word, I gain wisdom and discernment in life. And he goes, therefore, I hate every false way. He's, he's helping and guiding us to understand what his, his precepts, his discernment for this life and how to walk. But he's also helping us understand the things in the life that will not bring us satisfaction and bring glory unto the Father. And he says this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. See, when Jesus is sanctifying us through his word, through his spirit, through other believers, 
He is helping us to understand the way in which he has created us to walk. He's helping us to understand our purpose in life. He's helping us to understand how our joy may be full and complete in him. Are you being sanctified daily in the truth of God's word? Are you longing and seeking after the Lord daily in your relationship with him? Because he wants to help us to see and to know the path that he has created us to walk. Christ is no no doubt the one who does the work in our life and does the sanctification, but we must desire and long for it in our life and seek it. For us to be sanctified, we must seek him first. Fourth thing you can write down this morning is Jesus prays that we would be sent into the world. Being set apart means we are sent into the world. He says, just as the same as you, Father, have sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. If you've ever asked the question of what am I on this earth for, or Jesus, what is my purpose in this world, he makes it pretty clear here. That we are to be sent into the world, not of the world, but to be sent into the world, meaning that we are different, we are set apart. And for what purpose? To make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and teaching them all that Jesus has commanded us. That's our purpose. That's our mission. Ephesians 5.8 says, it says this way, it says, For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. See, if we're followers of Christ, we are sent into this world to bring light into the darkness, to share the goodness of the gospel. When God sends you into the darkness, he will give you the power and understanding and the discernment through his Holy Spirit to embrace the role that you've been called. See, I love that the Lord God, he sends us, but he doesn't send us empty-handed, right? He sends us in the power of his word. He sends us his spirit, which is a spirit of power, not of fear. So that as we're sharing the goodness of the truth of the gospel, that we don't have to worry what we might say. We don't have to be fearful of uh, not being bold enough. God gives us the boldness. He gives us the word through his spirit to share his truth. But not only that, I believe that not only does God equip us, he gives us divine appointments in life. You guys know what divine appointments are? Those are appointments that God sets before us with people or individuals to share the truth or to encourage them with the gospel. Uh, I've been really reflecting over the last few months of what divine appointments look like in my life, and I've been trying to be really intentional about about seeking them out. And a a few months ago, I was uh, sitting on the beach with my family on a Saturday morning, and it was still kind of in the height of winter, so it was not a really great beach day. It was a little cold, maybe a little bit of drizzle in the air. And, and so we were sitting on the south part of the beach, and I really didn't see a lot of people walking on the beach. I think we were the only crazy ones out there that morning. But as we were sitting on the beach, I came to mind uh, of a man in, in our church who had reached out to our church and requested prayer, who was going through some health challenges and had some big doctor's appointments, and she was asking for prayer. And as I was sitting there on the beach watching my kids play, I was thinking about this man and how I needed to reach out to pray for him. And I was wondering how he was doing. And while we were sitting there on the beach, I mean, not been 30 seconds, I've been thinking about this man and how I needed to pray for him. Guess who walks down the beach where we are? This man and his wife. And 
If you don't know what a divine appointment is, I'm pretty sure that that was one right there. <laughs> so my family and I got to rally around this man and his wife, and right there on the beach, on a cold, wintry day when nobody was around, we got to pray over him. God gives us divine appointments. But not only does he give us divine appointments because we're sent out in his purpose, he gives us and equips us with the power of his word, the power of his Holy Spirit, so that when those divine appointments come, we're ready to meet the need that God has called us to do. God has sent each and every one of us into this world, not to be of the world, but to be set apart. So this morning, uh, my, my challenge for us is, as we question, we must ask ourselves, are we living the life that God has called us to live in him? Are we living the set-apart life? Are we living as a chosen people, a royal priesthood? If not, then what better time than right now to make that commitment to live fully for him? What better day than today to commit or to recommit your life to living for his purpose. Because Jesus said our joy is only going to be full when we're living fully for him. And so this morning, as we have a time of invitation, I want to invite you this morning. Maybe this morning is a time of commitment. Maybe it's a time of recommitment. But today, the Lord has given us an opportunity to live fully for him. And when we live fully for him, we can know purpose and we can know joy. And so as we have a time of invitation, just a minute, as the Lord leads, you come this morning. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we love you so much. God, thank you for the purpose that you have given us, Lord. Thank you that you have set us apart for your kingdom and for your glory. Lord, we, may we not take that for granted. May we seek out daily the, the divine appointments that you've put before us. God, we look for you and look to you, Lord, as our rock, as our redeemer, as our guide in this life. And so, Lord, we pray that as we have a time of commitment, Lord, we pray, Father, that we would commit ourselves fully to you. Maybe for a person this morning who has not put their faith and trust, maybe today would be the day that they do that. Maybe they would come forward this morning or seek out one of our counselors or staff after service, Lord. Maybe it's to join this church or to be baptized, Lord, however you're leading. And as the next step of faith, we pray that we would respond as you lead. It's in Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and let's sing. And you come as the Lord leads this morning. You come. sing together. I know not why God's wondrous grace to
not how. I know not how the Spirit moves, convincing men of sin, revealing Jesus through the Word, creating faith within. And I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that He Thank you for spending this Lord's Day with us. Let's pray as we close. Heavenly Father, we're grateful for your grace. We're thankful for your peace. Father, who are we that you would call us out to set us apart except that we are blood-bought souls by this Lord Jesus Christ and that you have a plan for us, Father, that you wish us to perform that is Conform to your will is perfect for us and for your purposes. So, Father, as we go through this week, help us be mindful of those divine appointments. Help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit and his leading in all that we do. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. And to him be glory in the church, by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end.